It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 344 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. And what do you know? The Redskins lost again. <laughs> um, look, uh, there's not many ways to make a pig smell good, look good. That's what the Redskins are right now, uh, quite honestly. Uh, figuratively, but honestly. They are oinking like a pig. 24-9, to the final score in Buffalo uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Bunch of former Redskins. Uh Maybe getting a little bit of taste of revenge. Lorenzo Alexander, Trent Murphy, Ty Secchi, and Andre Roberts. Forgot about him last week. And uh, the Bills win 24-9. Uh, to nine, Sending the Redskins 1-8 and eight to the bye week. And they'll host the New York Jets in less than two weeks at FedEx Field on November 17th. And the Jets are absolutely brutal. They lost to the Miami Dolphins on Sunday in Miami. Uh, by eight points for their first win, the Dolphins' first win against their former head coach, Adam Gase. Now, the Redskins lose 24-9. to There were some positives to take from it. We'll go over that. There were plenty of negatives. We'll go over some of the X's and O's. We'll hear from Bill Callahan, uh, and away we go right here. Let's get you some inside the numbers from this game. It was Dwayne Haskins' first NFL start uh, on Sunday, 15 of 22, 144, no touchdowns, no picks, an 86-2 rating. A three-carry for 14-yard day, including a big pickup for nine yards on third and six uh, with a scramble, which was a very, very, very well-done decision and execution. Adrian Peterson had 18 carries, 108 yards, along of 28. He had 10 carries for 101 yards at the half. So in the second half, only eight rushing attempts and only seven net rushing yards. Also, Peterson had one screen catch for 22 yards. That came in the first half. So at the half, he had 123 all-purpose yards. Paul Richardson, five targets, four catches, 42 yards, along of 13. Terry McLaurin, 
Six targets, four catches, 39 yards, along a 13 as well. We told you about Peterson, Jeremy Sprinkle, one for one with 16. Steven Sims Jr., one for one with 12. Uh, Trey Quinn with three targets, just one catch, nine yards. Kelvin Harmon, two targets, one catch, six yards. Wendell Smallwood, three targets, two catches, a minus two yards. That was uh, part of a screen that did not look very well. Smallwood also had two carries for five yards. For the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, 14 of 20, 160 yards, a touchdown, an interception, a rating of 110.4. Devin Singletary, 20 carries, 95 yards, a touchdown, a long of 17. Frank Gore, 11 for 15, and just a long of six. Josh Allen, who can certainly run it, eight rushing attempts and scrambles for just 12 yards, but did have a touchdown on a fourth down quarterback sneak. Uh, John Brown, seven targets, four catches, 76 yards for the Buffalo Bills. Singletary, four targets, three catches, 45 yards for them as well. That was really all the damage. Oh, Cole Beasley, I forgot about him. Rather, he had the first touchdown of the day. Two targets, two catches, 13 yards for the former Dallas Cowboy. In terms of first downs, Buffalo. Outlasted the Redskins 18 to 12. Buffalo was 6 of 12 on third down. The Redskins 2 of 11. Another putrid, awful day. 268 total net yards to 243 in favor of the Buffalo Bills. 61 offensive plays, just 49 for the Washington Redskins. An average gain of 5 0 for the Skins, 4 4 for the Buffalo Bills. The Redskins outrushed the Bills 127 to 122. The Bills outpassed the Redskins, 146 to 116. Penalties, not a problem really for either team. 3 of 15 for the Redskins, 2 of 20 for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, But it was a penalty that ultimately um, was a big factor in this game, which we'll get to uh, as we go along here. No turnovers for either team. Certainly that was a a good sign. Uh, the punting uh, into the wind, not good. Five for the Redskins for an average of 34.43 three, uh, for Buffalo and an average of 40. Buffalo did have one long touchdown return. Buffalo had three touchdowns. The Redskins had none. That's obviously a major storyline. Uh, Redskins were three of three on field goals. Buffalo one of one. Time of possession, 31-47 in favor of the Bills compared to 28-13 in the Washington Redskins' favor. All right, so that's inside the numbers. Um, oh, real quick, forgot about that. We got to go through the defense. Hell, hello. Um, we mentioned no turnovers for either team. Landon Collins led the Redskins with nine tackles and uh, nothing else across the board. Josh Norman, seven tackles. The Redskins only had uh, two sacks on the day. Montez Sweat and Matt Ioannidis responsible for those. Ionitis had four uh, tackles. Sweat had three tackles. Troy Apke had a big stop uh, on the goal line. He had six tackles overall. Sean Dion Hamilton had a big third and one run stop where he just kind of knifed in uh, to the backfield and made a big blow up there to force a punt. He had six tackles, uh, and Jonathan Allen had seven tackles among the leaders for the Redskins. Uh, Micah Hyde led the Buffalo Bills with Nine tackles, Edmonds with nine as well. Jordan Poyer with seven. Uh, as far as Lorenzo Alexander, just one tackle. 
just one tackle. Troy Mur- uh, Troy Murphy. Trent Murphy had three tackles and did have a sack against his former team there. Uh, so let's get to this. Um, oh, also, I keep forgetting uh, different things. Uh, we mentioned Hopkins. We mentioned Tressway's uh, struggles. Trey Quinn only had uh, one punt return for no yards. Steven Sims, three kick returns for 56 yards and an 18.7 average. We mentioned Andre Roberts, uh, nothing on the punt returns uh, because a couple of punts were down, but he did have that 66-yard kickoff return uh, on his one attempt there. Patrick DeMarco had a 24-yard kickoff return. And by the way, Roberts looked like he stepped out of bounds. Redskins said they didn't have a clear shot at it and therefore did not uh, challenge it. All right, let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, Bill Callahan will hear from the Redskins head coach, uh, and then I'll come back with some analysis uh, after that. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell, uh, as we take you through this Redskins 24-9 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Guys, I'm Chris Russell for Locked On Redskins. Most guys have tried ways to last longer. But saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head or counting backwards from 10, that doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, fast acting, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you in a discreet, unmarked package, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL for $10 off and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on uh, episode number 344 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Bill Callahan meeting with reporters in Buffalo after Sunday's 24-9 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Frustrating game uh, for us again. Uh, second half opportunities weren't taken advantage of. And uh, unfortunately, when you have uh, an opportunity to get back in the game and you don't close it off, 
it uh, it stings. It stings really bad. Uh, you got to give Buffalo a lot of credit. They hung in there. They did what they had to do to win it. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we're on the other side of that. But uh, I'll go ahead. I'll take your questions. Bill, another game without a touchdown and not much really clicking offensively outside of Adrian. Um, what's your evaluation of where the offense is and what needs to change? Yeah, it, it's frustrating. Uh, it's kind of the similar template of what we how we've been playing in, in recent weeks. You know, we're, we're down there. We get in position, whether it's a penalty or whether it's an incomplete pass or, a, or we get stuff on a run, uh, we don't make up and we just don't close out a third down red zone play. Uh, that's the frustrating element. You know, and, and we've been there before and we've worked on it. We focused hard, but uh, we got to go back this bye week and really zero in and, and find a new way, a new plan of, of attack in the red zone area because it hasn't been productive. What did you think of Dwayne Stark? Uh, I thought, John, that he was really efficient in a lot of areas. Uh, I thought he managed uh, the offense well. Uh, just, I liked the way how he functioned uh, in the pre and the post snap. I thought his reads were, were clean. Uh, I'm sure, like any quarterback, he'd want a couple plays back. But overall, you know, he didn't force a lot of throws. He didn't um, – I thought his reads were clean. Um, he managed the offense well. He put us in position. Uh, he got out of the pocket and used his feet a few times. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a pr pretty efficient day. I think uh, when it comes to protection, you know, there were a lot of multiple looks that we all saw out there that uh, were challenging. Uh, we, had, we had four sacks on the day. Uh, you know, whether or not one of those were his or not, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. But it, it's something that he can learn from. So we're going to focus back on, on, on him setting the protections in those third down situations. But I think overall, you know, for his first start into a hostile environment against a, a pretty good football team in defense, I, I thought he managed it pretty well. Will he start against the Jets in two weeks? Yeah, we just have a long way to go yet. And, uh, boy, we've got a few weeks, so not, nothing uh, has been decided or determined. So I'm just going to give it a little time and go into the bye week and let everything settle, look at the health of Case and see where we're at as a team and, and make a decision going forward for the best of our team. And on the first play, you, you have uh, Bergstrom fails to declare eligible. There were a couple yeah. other penalties throughout I mean, the game. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, we thought I thought for sure that he came in. You know, he wiped. Uh, I don't know that the, they said that the referee didn't catch it, and uh, we had a ten-yard run to get it into a five-yard minus loss. And that was, I mean, that's not the way we want to start the game or start a game. So that was. Uh, yeah, that was frustrating because, you know, we just – we planned, we came out, you know, he, I, we saw him wipe, but the the uh, the referee didn't see him. The white hat did not see him wipe. So, um, you know, that, that was really frustrating, really frustrating. Bill, Dwayne's a guy, big arm. That's part of the, the appeal of drafting him as high as you guys did. There's no deep shots today. I know the wind was, was fairly severe out there. What goes into the play calling, the decisions of, of not taking those deep shots and not kind of opening things up yeah, for him? I, th I thought, uh, you know, it was, it was tough on both ends. You know, it was pretty tough conditions out there today. But, uh, you know, we were just trying to manage the game the way we thought was in the best interest of what we were going to do. And, uh, there weren't a lot of opportunities for deep shots because of the win factor, and we just wanted to manage the ball and and uh, not to be conservative, but just be effective and be efficient. And I, I thought we were up until we get into those third down situations or a penalty situation that would back us up. And I and I really felt that the penalties kind of really killed us in, a, in some key moments during the game. Bill, 
confident you run the ball the way you did based on what you saw in their film against the Eagles from last week? We, we just felt that uh, we were confident in ourselves. It's not so much them. It's just that, you know, we, we have a good line. We have a good solid running back and backs. And, uh, you know, the concept, concepts were good. Um, we felt it fitted well for, you know, what we were going to see. So, uh, yeah, there was some really good uh, hits in the running game in the first half. Uh, we weren't as efficient as we could have been in the second half. And uh, those opportunities kind of waned as we were trying to get back into the game late. Bill, you started what, what happened in the classroom and in the practice field with Dwayne this week out on the field today? I did. I, I saw a lot of positive carryover in his development uh, for, for a first-start rookie. Uh, boy, everything we had emphasized in terms of communication, uh, being able to enunciate the, the verbiage of the plays, uh, getting in and out of the huddle without delays. I think we were down on the clock maybe once or twice, uh, but by and large, I thought he managed that aspect of the pre-snap and post-snap really, really well. Uh, and it's a credit to him. He put in a lot of time, and we had talked uh, earlier in the week, you know, uh, about that emphasis, and he took it to heart. And uh, I thought it really helped him today. He was very confident uh, last night in the meetings, very confident today on the field. Uh, it's just a shame that we just uh, couldn't close out again. You know, it's it's – been frustrating these past few weeks because we're in games against really good teams and we're close, but uh, close doesn't get it in the NFL. Bill, Adrian had 10 rushes for 101 yards the first half, but then he had eight for seven in the second half. What is it that you guys specifically did the first half that was able to be allow him to be so successful, but then the second half, what happened with those We yards? duplicated a few of those runs in the second half, and uh, they, were, they were solid. Uh, there were another couple of runs that we couldn't get to uh, that we wanted to get to because of the uh, course of the game was changing, the complexion was changing. There were a few runs that we wanted to get to that we did that weren't as efficient. So, uh, yeah, I think that happens. I think defense is going at halftime and they make and make the adjustments of what they've seen. Uh, we came out and tried to duplicate uh, a couple of those runs and as we would call them repeat runs, and we did that and they they stopped a couple of them and then we. You know, we're playing the chess game and going to another formation with another concept. So uh, that's kind of the give and take of the run game. And unfortunately, we Bill, could have done better. Bill, on the uh, kick return by Andre Robertson, second quarter that went more than half the field, did the staff at all consider challenging because it looked like he might have stepped on that sideline yeah, a little earlier? I didn't earlier? see it and I didn't hear anything. So, you know, you know I, uh, I didn't see that he was out of bounds or stepped out or anything of that nature because it was a far field, it was their sideline. And uh, I didn't have a good view of it. Uh, I don't know if any of our guys had a good view of it or else someone would have pointed it out from the box. All right. And Bill, just as it relates to the defense, um, that third and 18, you guys obviously take the penalty to try to get them into out of field goal range. And up to that point, the defense hadn't allowed a second half score. You guys are down by you know, a score and two point right. conversion. Can you just walk us through your frustration allowing that 23 yard play when the defense in the second half had played as well as they had that point? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, you get into a situation where, you know, you feel you have a good defensive call, you're back on a mount, you're trying to stay alive, you know, and, and you're, you're drive away and uh, those plays happen, you know, and we talk about Josh Allen, we, we mentioned it all week long about his ability to, to extend plays, you know, you can, he can obviously sit in the pocket and he can hurt you there and the double move hurt us and then of course you know uh, you know the conversion off of it just kind of sealed the deal for them so 
Uh, but you got to give them a lot of credit. You know, they played well. Uh, they're a good football team. And uh, we're going to uh, go back this week in the bye week, try to remedy and then try to fix some of these ailments that are hurting us right now because it's, it's painful, really painful. All Thanks. Right. Thanks All right, that's Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan meeting with reporters uh, after the game. And before we get to my analysis and X's and O's in the remaining time that we have, guys, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED ON. That's download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED ON. Back in a flash right here on LOR. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we don't have a lot of time to get through a a lot of analysis. We will certainly have more throughout the bye week um, as the Redskins wrap up the unofficial first half and are one and eight. couple of things that I wanted to get to. I didn't think Dwayne Haskins played bad. I didn't think Dwayne Haskins played good. I think uh, he was certainly limited in terms of the play call. Uh, there wasn't enough play action, especially considering how they were running in the first half. There wasn't enough deep shots, especially when they didn't have uh, go when they weren't going into the wind. I think that's all. I think the the lack of deep shots is by design. They don't trust Wayne Haskins in the pocket to process everything. Complicated coverages. The Bills are a complicated defense. Sean McDermott is a very smart defensive coordinator, head coach, uh, and they mixed it up. And I, I just don't think. You know, I saw some two deep. I saw some single high center field. Um, I saw a bunch of different things, and I'll have a better feel when I get to go through some of the tape. Uh, but the bottom line is I don't think they trusted Dwayne Haskins in that wind on the road against that pass rush um, with their lack of big-time weapons at wide receiver outside of Terry McLaurin, who was you know, on lockdown against a pretty damn good secondary. And remember, the Bills might have the best safety tandem uh, in the NFL between Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Um, so there weren't going to be a lot of those deep-running, free, deep posts. So remember that when you criticize uh, the play calling. Just remember that. Um, so one thing I wanted to get to was Haskins made a throw to Terry, uh, to um, Paul Richardson on a third and six for, I think, about a eight-yard gain in the third quarter. Well done there. Into the blitz. Good job. Um I think his receiver helped them. Richardson going down to the ground, securing the football. Good first down there on that same drive. He scrambled for six yards. I should say for nine yards on a third and six uh, when the Bills were playing man-to-man and had their back turned to him. So that was good. Um, yeah, I thought Dwayne Haskins overall played okay. Took too many sacks for. Uh, certainly, you know, I don't know the protections, but Bill Callahan alluded that they certainly struggled in that area. So I would assume he thought some of that Certainly, if not most of that, on Dwayne Haskins. We will be able to find out a little bit more maybe as we dig down deep. We will see. But either way, four sacks, not good for the offensive line, not good for the quarterback. That's something that they have to get better at. Uh, It really can't be more than two sacks, maybe three sacks if you're throwing uh, the ball a whole lot. He definitely threw the ball more in the second half, and that's where three of those sacks 
uh, came, especially on a corner blitz on third down uh, by one of the Reds, uh, by one of the Bills' corners. Uh, you know, look again. He's going to struggle with some mechanics, but it looked like it looked like for the most part he ran a pretty clean operation, and that's what Bill Callahan uh, as well said in the audio that you just heard. Um, as far as the defense goes, look. They made some big stops. They struggled early. Quentin Dunbar, I think, had his struggles. Eventually, uh, they got it going. A couple of big third down stops. Uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, as we mentioned, Troy Apke along the goal line. They did allow a fourth and one quarterback sneak, barely for a touchdown. So I guess that was a negative compared to first and goal from the one. They almost had the four uh, down stop there. They did come up with some big stops. They were doing everything in the second half they could to help their offense, and they just wilted. Uh, down the stretch, there was one third and eight call in which Bill Callahan accepted the holding to move them to third and 18. He could have forced a fourth and eight and a 42-yard field goal attempt, uh, but it was still a one-score game at that point, and it would have made it an 11-yard, 11-point uh, game if they uh, kicked the field goal by not backing them up. So basically, he chose third and 18 over a 42-yard field goal attempt, and an 11-point deficit, uh, hoping that his defense could get off the field and maybe force a really long field goal or even a punt. And it was the absolute right move, and Josh Norman got beat. The Redskins kind of gushed up the middle, little stunt, everybody kind of run up the middle, and uh, the bottom line is, is nobody was there to contain Josh Allen around the right end. He found some space, threw on the run, And John Brown came back, caught it, separated from Josh Norman, who had jumped up a little bit when he saw uh, Allen kind of escaping. And then Norman was kind of late in rotating back over. I don't know if I want to kill Josh Norman, but certainly it's the biggest play of the game. And the Redskins came up empty because soon after that, the Bills scored a touchdown instead of the field goal. So obviously, as it turns out, they would have been better off taking the 42-yard field goal. But at the time, you think, well, even this defense can stop a third and 18. And instead, you were wrong. Uh, they couldn't get that done. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. We'll have coverage for you throughout the bye week. We won't be as heavy uh, without an opponent to look forward to until the week after that, the New York Jets. But we will have plenty of coverage for you. Stay tuned for that. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening and downloading the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 344. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.